Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. Today, I will be reading Kadia, written by Queen Zoya Counts, narrated by Queen Zoya Counts. Kadia, Chapter 29. Abana. May went back into the house and began cleaning up some of the blood. She did not want Kadia to come back and be alarmed. She wanted her to think that everything was all right. Whether or not Marinette had accepted her blood sacrifice, she was determined to stop Kente from coming through her blood. Now, William. She did not care if James took him over, for she was still in love with James, and she believed that once he saw her in this young girl's body, that he would forget about Kente and desire her. May would have to get used to this time period that she was in, but that would be easy to do. It appeared to her that being able to use her powers was a common thing now and done more openly. She would never have to hide from the white man again, for they were free people now and slavery was over. She could create her own religion and have followers and worshippers. All she had to do was absorb their power and be greater than anything they could ever imagine. Damn, she could be greater than Jesus, the white man's God, she was forced to believe in. Being able to move freely and do whatever she wanted to do was what she always wanted for her people. People mistook her for being evil, but she was not evil. She just wanted to be able to free her people from slavery and live the best life that they could live. But other people did not understand her drive, her zest. She thought that everyone should be like her and want the spirits to empower them so they could be free from oppression. Okay, maybe she did get a little crazy with it, but damn, somebody should. May finished cleaning up as much blood as she could, and then she changed and placed a white sheet over the altar the witches had put together. Hopefully, Kadia would be kind and understand her as others had not. It would be easy for her to manipulate Kadia because she did not want the power anyway. She glanced around the room again and was proud of her work. But her energy was draining, and she decided to go sit in the rocker on the porch and rest. She glanced up at the sky. The night sky seemed to be lit up by twinkling stars. There was even a full moon, and it was beautiful. I remember the last full moon that I saw. That night was supposed to be my night of glory, May said out loud. I really do not know how she was able to steal that drink and give it to James. He would have been my protector, not hers. I hate that African bitch, and tonight I'm going to destroy her beloved Kadia. I ain't sparing nobody's life. Albina, I know you can hear me. I'm going to destroy you and take over this body right after I kill your sister. She closed her eyes and began drifting off to sleep. She needed her rest. As soon as Abana felt her drift off, she began to try to focus with all her might to call upon Kente to help her. Her powers were fading quickly and she tried to take over her to stop her from killing those witches, her friends, but May was just too strong. But now that she had drifted off to sleep, she was trying to regain some of her power. Abana was riding a long bus, sitting way back in the back seat, and slowly she began to sit up. 
If only she could make it to the front of the bus, she knew that if she willed herself to get there, she would be able to take control of her body. Each step that she took felt like her feet was sinking in concrete. She remembered the movie she had seen Get Out and she would be damned if she was going to just keep drifting into subconsciousness and staying on that bus. Abana passed the fifth row of seats on the bus and she could feel a strength coming back. Yes, I can do this. As she approached the seventh row of seats, she saw a woman sitting in the ninth seat with the red cloak on, covering her face. Who are you? She asked. I don't need for you to take over yet, the woman spoke. I have to fight to save my life in Cadillas. Your life first, <laughs> you're still selfish, the woman smirked. Abana moved in closer. Who are you? The woman stood up and turned to face Abana. Abana was taken back by what she saw and fell back against his seat. The woman had long black hair, but her face was skeleton. Her eyes were like fire as well as her hands. It was as if she controlled the fire element. I am the one that most people forget about. But before your time, I was worshipped by your people. See, child. With me comes the fire and freedom. They fear what they do not know, and I have been accused of burning things down. I am just as powerful as my sisters and my brothers, but the people only called upon me to be set free from slavery. The woman walked upon Abana and touched her on her face. Abana thought the fire from her hands had burned her, but she was not burned. Kente believed in me, and she created my temple. Not like the churches you see today, but out in the woods, out in nature. Some still carry my traditions, but she was the only one that could hold me. I rode her often. If you were my ancestor, then you should have been with me, Abana said to her. I have always been beside you and your sister, especially your sister, for she was born to Kente's likeness, but you have always been jealous of her, and that is why I only empowered you a little bit. Why did you allow May to take me? I can't stop that, for it was your destiny to teach you a lesson about family. Don't you know, child, that family is greater together than apart? That was my teaching to Kente, and she passed it down. When the time is right, I will free May from you, but you ain't learned your lesson yet. The woman said, then she disappeared. Fuck that shit. I need to be in control. Abana tried to stand up and move towards the front of the bus, but she was flung back to the back seat as the skeletal hands came out and held her down. Chapter 30, Kadia. I am walking on a dirt road and I come to a bus. I can see two women on the bus, but as I move closer, I see that my sister is sitting down while a woman is standing over her. This woman is dressed in slave clothes and she is holding a machete dripped in blood. 
I move slowly trying not to draw attention to myself because I must save Abana from this woman. But just as I approach the bus, three women appeared covered in blood. I stand still waiting to see what they are going to do. Suddenly I hear Abana scream and I begin to run. I don't care if those bloody women see me or not. But when I reach the door of the bus, the three women grab me and I fall back on the ground. They stand over me, and I realize that they are the three witches who I had seen in Asheville. They grab me, trying to hold me and stop me from getting on the bus. I begin to feel this energy coming in from the back of my neck, and my head begins to hurt. It feels like someone just touched me on the back of my neck, and I turn around, and the three witches are gone. I see one woman standing there cloaked in red. Her face is skeleton and fire dances in her eyes. She smiles at me, then she moves inside of me and my body feels like it's on fire. I scream as I jump up from laying beside William. I must have dozed off after our lovemaking. Are you okay? He asks me, sitting up. Yes, I had this crazy dream. I tell him as I reach for my clothes and begin to get dressed. How long was I out for? Five minutes. Five minutes? Damn, you must have knocked me out. I slipped on my pants, then I just laid back down beside him on the seat. You look so peaceful, he said to me. Tell me, what did you dream? In my dream, I saw my sister and there was this old slave woman standing over her with a machete. She must be the dark force that has my sister, I said. Why do you say that? They were on this long bus and it looked as if my sister could not move. Also, the three witches that I had seen earlier were in my dream and they were covered in blood. It was as if they were doing her bidding. They were trying to stop me from getting on that bus, but this skeletal woman appeared with fiery eyes. She touched me on the back of my neck and when I turned around, she entered me and it felt like my body was on fire. I reached behind my neck and began rubbing it. Turn around, beautiful. I turned around and he lifted my hair. That was no dream. You have a red mark at the base of your neck. Are you sure? I jumped in the truck and pulled the rearview mirror down. I reached inside my bag and pulled out my compact mirror. I opened it up and turned my head around so that I could see the back of my neck. He was right. There was a red mark there and it looked like someone had touched me with something hot. Now, do you believe? William asked. She told you to pay attention to your dreams. We have got to get back to the cottage, I said to him. My sister is in danger. The tears began streaming down my face and I began praying. I did not care about anything else but making sure that I was there to save my sister. You have just been listening to chapters 30, twin, I'm sorry, chapters 29 and 30 of Kadia. My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling.